Welcome back to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support Everyday Economics and podcasts such as this one, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording this episode on Monday, February 13th, and joining me, as always, is my friend, my colleague, Dr. Orfe Divangi, PhD economist. Dr. O, there's some things that are happening in the tech sector that you and I have talked about uh, over the past couple of months, layoffs being maybe one of the more notable pieces of news that's, that's coming out of that sector. It's not as if it's the only part of the economy where jobs are being trimmed or companies are sort of restructuring how they do what they do. But it was the tech sector that seemed to go hardest and soonest. And so now, as Silicon Valley in particular has slowed hiring, they've let people go and the pathway to hiring is slowing. There are people who carry H-1B visas who are here to work for those tech companies whose situations are becoming perilous because without the job, they really don't have the status to stay and they have a certain amount of time to get a new job or they face, in all likelihood, having to leave the country in some period of time. Can you give us some insight as to what's going on? This seems to be be very fuzzy today, in particular on LinkedIn. Yeah, no, of course. And I think a lot of people are thinking about this a little bit. and it matters. It, it's important because, it's, and not just for the uh, H-1B visa workers, it's not just for those tech, tech workers. It's important for everyone because it affects everyone. Uh, U.S. immigration as it is right now is a massive drag on economic growth. You know, we're talking about inflation all the time and the shortage of labor. And yet we have a system that uh, is basically letting go of our most productive workers or keeping the most productive people around the world from coming here. You know, it seems that U.S. immigration policy has forgotten that this country was built on the back of productive workers coming from everywhere. And, um, and this is exactly, you know, this is the problem. We have the tech sector cutting about 257,000 positions since 2022 because of the increase in interest rates, because of the challenging economic climate, because of the uncertainty. And these foreign-born workers in the U.S. legally working hard, highly productive workers, in, in order to qualify for H-1B, let me tell you from my own experience, you have to be highly qualified. You have to have, you have to have degrees. You have to have accomplishments. It's unbelievable what they do, the hurdles to come into this country to work here and pay taxes, by the way. And so these people are now kind of in limbo. If they don't get a visa, a new employer quickly enough to sponsor their visa, they will have to leave the country. And again, this is coming at, at a time where immigration backlogs the processing times by the U.S. immigration authorities has more than doubled in the past two years. So yes, you have a lot of, you know, we have highly productive workers in this country and then people wanting to come into this country who are extremely, who would raise U.S. productivity growth. Why is it important? Because productivity growth improves living standards. If our economy grows rapidly, we can bring inflation down. Very important. But at the same time, if we create more jobs. You know, we have a labor supply problem, right, in this country. We talk about this in the jobs every time the jobs report comes out. So this is something. It's kind of like a an own goal by the administration not to focus on resolving this issue. And so 
I mean, you talked about it. It's like more than a quarter million people since last year have been trimmed out of tech. And then it's 60 days to find a, a new job. I guess one thing that would be a positive for the benefit of those people that have been unexpectedly separated from payroll would be that a lot of what goes on in tech can be done remotely. So if there is an opportunity, it's not going to necessarily require a relocation, but certainly not everybody that was laid off is is in the physical proximity of Silicon Valley simply because of the choices that have been made over the last couple of years. Sadly, it's also very complicated to even work overseas, right? Like uh to work overseas for an American company. It's not as easy as it sounds either. So we have all these people who are, thankfully, many of them are finding jobs and able to stay, but but this is a problem. I think resolving those immigration backlogs would help America's economy and not just for those people, but but for all Americans. I think it's a, it's a major issue and it, it's something the administration should be focusing on because it will help. You know, we have a supply situation and across the board. I'll give you a good example. In Canada, they look at where the labor shortages are and they focus on bringing in people that will take those jobs, that will fill in those gaps. I'm not sure why immigration reform is not something that we're talking about every day in this country. I would second that. And and frankly, the issues that we have with immigration in this country, while they've been, you know, highly publicized and highly politicized, since 2016 have gone on for a very, very long time. The idea of people coming in and and trying to do this the right way, and it's still taking 20 years for them to become a naturalized citizen, it's an embarrassment. I mean, and then at the same time, you have new policies that are being introduced that allow asylum seekers to come in and have what amounts to be a pathway to citizenship. It doesn't make sense. It's a shared problem among the two major parties, and it's not one either of them, I think, has done anything meaningful to address in now, you know, a matter of decades, but from a focus standpoint uh, in the last really 10 years. So let's call it good there. I appreciate the conversation. For Freddie Vungi, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com.